You're listening to Private Suite. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Private Suite Podcast. Today, we have a very special show for you. We have some guests from Private Suite Magazine joining us. Woo! Everybody! Are you excited? (laughs) (laughs) I should have told you guys I was going to do that. We are indeed alive. (laughs) That's good, too. So, yeah, welcome to the show, everybody. We have Ognos as normal. What's going on, everyone? Okay, we got Sorelia, Cerulia Deluxe, Cerulia. also from the Private Suite magazine. Welcome. Thank you, Hindi. Mm-hmm. And we have DJ Non, a new member of Private Suite magazine. Welcome. Happy to be here. And last but not least, we have Vapor Kitty. Welcome. Thank you. Or Kitty. Kitty. Vapor- Ide- ideally, but I'm not picky. Vapor Kitty. Um, so yeah, welcome to the show, everybody. How do people find you guys and what exactly do you do at Private Suite? Oh, I'll go first. I, I, I'm relatively new to Private Suite. This is, this is Vapor Kitta. I helped out with editing that big telepath interview that came out in the last issue, which was really exciting. And I, I just published my first online piece for Private Suite. Oh, awesome. And people... Nice. Yeah, people generally like music wise, people generally find me on on Twitter. I've gotten some some like Reddit fans, which is which is really interesting. Cool. Which what type of um article was it that you posted on the website? Oh yeah, it's called a uh, on- Enclaves in the Vaporwave community and it's about how, you know, while Vaporwave largely has existed and continues to exist online, there are different communities that are not necessarily connected. They've got their like own flavors and um, they're like little islands, little islands of vaporwave. Oh, awesome. I have not given that a read. I did. Oh yeah. I remember this one. I helped with the pictures. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Formatting. I'm so busy. I remember I you telling me about this a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, Agnos and Vapor Kitty, you guys know each other sort of, is that right? Or what? Yeah. We, we, we both live in San Francisco. Right. Right. Cool. Right after econ, I was like, oh my God, I'm so inspired. Does anyone who does vaporwave related stuff live in San Francisco? And then we we found each other and got pretty drunk um, and talked about a lot of just vapor, vapor things. It was great. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. We're kind of like sort of wanting to do shows actually in San Francisco. Kind of like what skeleton lipstick does with terminally chill and like the picari sweat down in san diego we want to do something like that for san francisco we have sort of it's uh called virtual bay we're sort of kind of just still pulling together i met up with a guy last night room 208 oh and cool. he's from oakland and he's been djing for about five years and that's then, a great um, name talking, mm-hmm. and then uh fanta cat over in davis did a terminally chill party out there last weekend and uh, there's going to be another one coming up next month. I don't want to talk about it too much right now because it hasn't been announced yet. But there's another uh, Terminally Chill Party out there in Davis. And I'm gonna, definitely going to be there. What was it? Cyber Bay? No. Uh, Virtual Bay. Virtual Bay. Yeah, Virtual Bay. 
We wanted to do Vapor Bay, but that brings up like vaping associations and especially in San Francisco with these like laws they're passing. Mm -hmm. We thought that wouldn't be a good name. So we settled on Virtual Bay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a great name too. I like it. I just love the bay part. Like it, it makes it, it projects me into vaporwave realms already. I imagine the palm trees and all that, the poolside style. Being in hologram. Right. Well, and Blank Banshee's, you know, whole website and label is Hologram Bay. Oh, yeah. And I, I did, I did wonder about right. the resemblance to that name, but no one's, no one said anything. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll be okay. Just keep it quiet. <laughs> Well, you're, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you, if you want to check out Vapor Kitta's web uh, article, you can, privatesweetmag.com slash, let, let's, you got to type the name of the thing in there. So it's enclaves of the Vaporwave community with underscores, but you can easily go to the sections tab and then it's a feature. So just look under the features. We have all different types of articles on the website. So um, that's the category where you can find that article. And the telepath interview, that was so cool. Shouts out to uh, Daniel for hooking that up and writing it, put, putting so much work into it. What an amazing um, like piece of literature, you know? He did a really great job. And like when, edit, when editing it, I, it was very minimal. I didn't have to do a lot of editing, really. Just, I just enjoyed reading it. Yeah, he's a phenomenal writer. I am so jealous of his skills. <laughs> As like, what I write, but my stuff is like, I, it's a real struggle for me to get it done. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Vapor Kitty. Um, DJ Non, what is going on with you? What are you doing on Private Suite? So I'm probably one of the newest Private Suite members. Um, my first review is coming out in issue 11. I'm on the reviews team. So you'll see me a lot in the rapid fire section and possibly sometimes medium and long reviews like we've got in issue 11. Awesome, man. Woohoo. Yeah. And what I do on the side as my, my vapor hustle is I run a FM radio show for Vaporwave in Austin. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. dang. That is so cool. Which, what's the radio station? <laughs> so that's where the DJ part comes from. Uh, the station's 91.7 KBRX. Um, yeah, and I don't really produce any music, so I just try and share as much of it as I can instead, I guess. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> All right, let me link that in the description for anyone that wants to check it out. 91.7 KBRX. Yeah, sure. The show is called uh, Luxury Aesthetics FM and uh, runs at 9 p.m. CST every Wednesday. FM, 9 p.m. CST Wednesdays. That is incredible, man. I There's so many talented people doing so much cool stuff in Private Suite. Like, I don't even have... I, that's part of why I wanted to do this show is so I can really get to know people and get make a like a product at the same time. You know, it's like getting two birds stoned at once. Uh, you know, I don't really like uh, advertise it as much as I should. Maybe <laughs> I didn't even know people <laughs> didn't know that. I was like, oh, my name's DJ Non. Maybe people will, will will just realize that I'm a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I should hope so. I, I was hoping for that story too. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, cool. Well, it's also available as a podcast and it's you can stream it on the website. So people can click on that link and check it all out there. Oh, nice. Hell yeah, dude. Yo, send me, send me all that stuff. I want to help spread the word. Maybe we can put it, a link to it on our website or something. Ooh, yeah, sure. That'd be sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can all tweet it out. Yeah, you know if that podcast is like on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever? Uh, I'm working on that. I've been working on that for a while. Oh, that's going to be awesome because <laughs> that's slow. how I get all my podcasts. 
Spotify. Uh, yeah, I respect edit uh, reviews so much because I'm just so, like I was saying, I, my writing, I really have to force it out, especially music reviews. Um, Strawberry Station and I have been working on a large review f- of all of the future funk artists that are attending, all of the artists in general that are attending Essential 2020 in April in Toronto. Um, and his way of writing, like summarizing artists and albums and songs and making you want to go listen to it is absolutely incredible. Like, I'm, I don't know where the guy pulls these amazing phrases and words out, out of like, he, no wonder he's the lead of our reviews department. But yeah, like I feel like whatever I wrote, he just kind of overshadows it a little bit. So uh, we'll see if my stuff is up to par. Yeah. So yeah, welcome to the team, my friend. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Also, last but not least, once again, we have Cerulea. Hey, hey. So I am one of the co-leads of editing. And so I help with the print and website, you know, getting, getting stuff print ready or whatever have you. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I'm looking forward to, like my projects for the magazine is getting more community content, opening up submissions and getting like prompts and stuff going so that we can hear everybody who's listening and reading and have more contributions from the community. Mm -hmm. Kind of like platformed. Awesome. Yeah. That's a part of private suite that we've, um, we've certainly done it, but not as much as I think some of the people have wanted to, including you. And so it's nice to have someone that is actually taking it by the horns, if that's the saying. Yeah, we're working on making it easier for the community to get a hold of us and get their stuff seen. That's, awesome. That's the goal. Hell yeah. Oh, that's exciting. I wonder, whew, makes me vibrate of excitement. It's a very lofty goal. Yes, it's uh, it'll, it's not not an overnight thing, but uh, but we'll get there. I'm very confident that we'll get there. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just the reason I say that is because Reddit is basically the place that people go if they want to write something about vaporwave. But the community there is so like critical that mm. anyone that submits something they worked if they if they've written it and it's not music, it's hard to say if you know how well it's going to do. So and how many people are going to see it, right? So it's nice yeah. that we'll be able to create another, not an alternative platform, but an, another way for people to get their writing out there and their ideas, their philosophies, whatever. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, I think Reddit serves a good purpose as far as like just kind of sharing. They're, they're, they are critical in, in they decide like, hey, this is the content that we're going to share and everything else just gets buried. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a good thing and it's kind of a bad thing. You know, it, it's it's great for specific subjects, but the rules too do tend to get a little bit restrictive, um, especially like you said, for other mediums. So mm-hmm. as long as we can, like we don't have to corner every single market as long as we're making sure that the community is covered, I guess. Kind of like a, like I, I, I'm not so much for, for competing with other platforms exactly. to be like the biggest vaporwave, whatever. If we're all kind of working together in our own, specialties to kind of grab the audiences and communities that we're working with right um makes it easier for everybody to get a voice as long as they know the right place to look yeah yeah well said that's a great soundbite so thank you once again so let's get into the show what is everybody listening to lately what jams are you rocking I'm just going to plug Buffy Wave. I'm, I know y'all are sick of hearing about it, but oh my God. Buffy Wave. So excited about that album. Hey, let's talk about that one for a sec. So that was on 
for those who don't know, is Business Casual. Is that right? I thought it was Alice City. Was it Alice City? I think it's Alice City. That's why I'm asking. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Alice City. There you go. Yeah. By and this is uh, is Dreamcatcher, which is an Austin-based artist. Streamcatcher, yes. what an amazing Streamcatcher. artist! Yeah, Streamcatcher. They're they're actually going to perform live uh, for the first time in a couple weeks here in Austin. <laughs> I need the details. I'm not far from you, and I need to be there. <laughs> well, this is I'm one so of my excited. discussion topics. Uh, I guess we'll Let's start into it. Interrupt the regular scheduled programming. So Austin, <laughs> yeah, you uh, absolutely. No, no, no. No, this is way more important. Distractions are part of the show yeah. if you've listened to it. <laughs> These guys uh, who go by Body Crews as a group have been doing this awesome thing in Austin where they've been setting up vaporwave shows. And um, they've been doing a residency at the Electric Church, which is up in North Austin, I think. Um, but basically, every at the start of every month, they've been inviting uh, local Austin vaporwave artists to perform and stuff. And so... Uh, the main members are these guys, uh, Mission Indigo and Lunatas. Um, and then they, for their last show, they got Alt Skies out. And then their next one is the big finale. That's February 7th. Um, and they've got, yeah, so they, I, they actually were in touch with me about this. They were asking if I knew of other Austin artists. Uh, and so I told them Streamcatcher is a good one. And I told them Oracle FM and uh, Arena, who has like a Seiko Mart album. And they actually managed to get two out of three of those. Uh, so Streamcatcher and uh, Arena are going to be performing uh, the next Body Cruise. And their, their big uh, headliner for that show is actually Equip, which is something I'm super wow. stoked for. Nice. Damn, that's so yeah. cool to see all this vapor live in IRL. Let's take it over, man. I'm so excited. And it's really crazy because they just kind of... I, I don't think there's been a very big live vaporwave scene in Austin until like just a few months ago when they started doing this and mm. all of a sudden they've got Equip coming down to Austin yeah. and they've got, you know, Streamcatcher and people like that. It's, it's crazy. Incredible. Yeah. So that's, that's a kind of be a show that is not to be missed. I think. Mm-hmm. I wish I could go. Well, that's the thing though. There's so much coming that maybe there's going to be more closer to me and closer to other people like all of our listeners other people on the show right now so yeah it's going to be a wild year for vapor uh what's track you want to play you sent me a couple tracks here we got we got oh wait we're going back to buffy we didn't play buffy did we yeah no (laughs) you did take over because i forgot Oh, my apologies. Okay, let's play a quick clip of that uh, Buffy record. What song? Angel. Angel Mm -hmm. by Streamcatcher on Buffy Wave on Aloe City. Check it out. Here it is.
Um, I was just looking at the album here on Alice City, and I see that you have the uh, first comment, I guess, on the page. I, I, I do. It's a rather large comment, actually. It is. I, I had some feelings about this album. Buffy was Buffy was a huge part of uh, of me growing up, so this was. Um, I, I was just completely delighted by this album. Yeah, it was. It's really special, and it kind of came out of nowhere too. But it, I, I think it struck a chord with a lot of people because there's there wasn't anything like this before, which is rarer, getting rarer and rarer. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's. I don't know if it's just the the shift off the of sample based or everybody is afraid of Fox um, because <laughs> on Disney now. They will de- like I, I've I've known people that have had charity showings of like Firefly shut down by Fox. Wow, wow, that's insane. So as far as like DMCA stuff goes, I I can completely understand why people haven't touched the source material before. I kind of had a thought a while back that if I ever did any sort of Buffy themed like track or album, that I would probably pull from the the single soundtrack t- uh, soundtrack CD that came out around season three or something like that. Mm. Um, but this one pulls like from the from the show. There's like an entire Cordelia track that you you can't stand it, but you know it has to be there, um, and it's just every every single like the the samples aren't overused. They're right where they want to be. They tell the story that they want to talk like that they want to tell and angel specifically like that's the track that i described as like the soundtrack of the very first night of your very first breakup Mm. so it's you know and it's it's kind of sad boy stuff but it's 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 just so well done and it just kind of flows through the rest of the album without relying on like the kind of tropey like you expect it to sample the christoph beck sample uh the christoph beck score what is the name of yeah score what's the name of that and I, I mean, and, and she does, I think, in the art, the artist does in the other one of the following tracks. But I like how it was something it the, the I'm trying to find the actual sample for the for intro. Angel. Oh, Angel. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's not a it's it's a it's a fairly recent song, like in the last decade or so. Not something that you would expect, but I, I suspect that there's some sort of like connection there between, you know, that song and that story or character for the artist that um, that led to that. And it's just a really beautiful result. Awesome. Yeah. Just listening to that, it, it made my like eyes roll back sort of the way Streamcatcher stream puts so much attention on, on the detail in the panning from left to right of the sounds in the soundscape. It's just like, whoa, man, like gets my head all frazzled. Yeah. It kind of carries you away. Definitely. Well, thank you for bringing that to our listeners and me. I haven't had a chance to listen to the record yet, so I might have to yeah, dive into Yeah, highly recommend that. it. Can't wait for the physical. That Super was my excited. next question. Like, that's why I'm going to have to get that for sure. Yeah. 100%. I know Alice City was doing their own shop and yeah. I've been waiting. You know, I have, I have, the, I follow them on Bandcamp, so I'm hoping that I get the announcement when it goes on sale because I need at least two copies, <laughs> one yeah. for me and one for a friend. I'll let you know if I hear anything when it's coming out. He usually announces that actually like well in advance on many places, even emails too. Okay. Twitter. So yeah, that's Christian. Yeah. If I miss that, I will be very sad. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll make sure you get it. We'll be an unstoppable (laughs) tape collecting team. (laughs) All right. Another track from let's go. uh, Vapor Kitty. You sent me a couple songs here. All right. Of the two I sent you, you can play Sorcerer because the other is a 
don't roast me if I say this wrong, but an N5XS one, which everyone knows. So I don't think. Okay, well, no, that's fine. And people may not know it, you know, like it happens. That's true. That's the thing about doing a show like this. It's like, what do I want to say and what do I not want to say that people are going to be like, ugh, I know, Indy, we already saw this on Reddit or we've already had all these philosophical thoughts that you're bringing up. Like, why are you you doing that? So, yeah, people are just going to have to bear. (laughs) They're going to have to deal, rather. Okay, let's check out Sorcerer by White Katana. It's 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 trappy. I uh, That's real I definitely trap. don't just listen to vaporwave, and my first album was a trying to be a vapor trap album. So I've been listening around for inspiration. Mm-hmm. Well, that was dope. I'd never heard of that white katana artist before. I found it by chance. Yeah, which makes it even better. <laughs> nice whole whole bunch of singles by this artist. Check them out. Um, wow, some incredible art on these too, like old paintings. Yeah, it's all, the, the whole vibe is really cool. Cool. What, what's the band camp? White. Oh, oh, geez. White. We can Katana. link it. Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah, probably will. Okay, I found it. Yeah, whitekatana.bandcamp.com. Sweet. Easy peasy. Yeah, show, show them some love. They're really talented. Not Vaporwave, but, you know, we should all, we should all diversify. Definitely. Well, that's what Vaporwave's made of is like everything else, right? I, I see it that way. I think conversations about like what is or what isn't vaporwave are a bit moot. 
it's like does it does it have the vibe mm-hmm. it can it can fly it can fly for me if it does there was a whole stream of yeah. tweets and uh it was like what I've learned today is all music is vaporwave except for future funk, which is its own thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I saw that too. Yep. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. All right. Next song. We got DJ Non. Um, oh, we got a we got a new song in the list here coming up. Change of plans. Okay. We are going yes, with Devotion is the song. All right, I'll let you take the wheel on this one, bro. Yeah, so this song is called Devotion, and it's from uh, R.I.P., which stands for Rest in Premium 94. Uh, <laughs> nice. By this, uh, I guess it's a vaporwave like rap group called OS Clan. And I just totally love this this little album they put out. Um, it's it's very vaporwavy, but also has like some good hip hop like vocals to it, which you don't really see a lot uh, mm. in vaporwave. I think maybe Vectroid did a like hip-hop like album where she had a rapper on it a while back but that's the only other one i i know of that was like significant it's a it's a cool track yeah i've heard of a few um but they're usually just like samples so this is is this a sample as well or is this actual singers no, it's, or, like group you i'm said? pretty sure it's actual singers mm-hmm. yeah, uh, that is they cool, have dude. the same singers on different albums by them and stuff okay Awesome, man. Yeah, that's super distinguished. Okay, let's play this song, Devotion by Rest in Premium 94. Remember they names. they names It's the intro to the segment Fucking section 8 Smoking reefer to deal with the pressure in vain R.I.P. Rest in premium Remembering protests And heaven got seed to them Life will lead to them Take them away Why? Fame left is the main prize In their eyes It ain't the same why About to go on a trip Time to move somewhere sunny That was amazing. Yeah, that production is actually pretty cool. Yeah, I love those guys. 
Dude. can't play them on my radio show because of the swearing. My show's like too early in the afternoon, so the FCC won't allow us cursing. Mm. Oh. But damn, that was so good. Like, oh man, I gotta hear that whole album. The rest of the songs like that? Uh, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, I really there's there's a lot of tracks on there Sweet. I really dig. Ah, uh, it sucks that the tape is on Illuminated Paths. God dang. I don't trust it. I actually did buy the tape. <laughs> oh, and, you have it? Uh, yeah, I have it in my possession. It came in. Uh, it actually sounds great. I think there's some like little extended like bonus instrumental sections on it too. Mm. It's pretty cool. Nice. Um, well, good to know. But yeah, I was a little great. sketched out buying from Illuminated. <laughs> yeah, like I've gotten tapes that's that don't have anything on them or sound like shit. But my friends, theirs are all fine, you know? So it's like luck of the draw sort of thing. Yeah. Rest in premium 94. Check it out, y'all. All All right. Is anyone else? Oh, Agnos, what do you got? We play yours? Yeah. So here, let me look at the rent sheet. So there's two two albums I've been listening to. uh, Three albums, technically. Uh, One was uh, Pop Culture, Dude Down in SoCal, um, Met Him at Electronicon 2, and then also for the New Year's Eve shows, we were kind of kicking it at a party. And uh, nah, dude, I, I, this album came out um, on uh, Business Casual a couple weeks ago, and I just listened to it for the first time this last week, and it's just freaking blown me away. I mean, I've been on like a pop, like synth pop, Vaporwave 2 sort of kick lately. So um, there's uh, a lot of this is kind of like very, very synth wave and pop kind of music. Uh, but yeah, check out that track, California. Well, let's check it out. So let's just fall into the galaxy. 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 So let's just fall into the gal
Damn, yo, I grab a lot from Business Casual. Mm-hmm. I remember, I didn't remember it when I saw it, the name or the album art when you linked it on our run sheet here. Mm-hmm. But I did remember checking it out and listening to that song and being like, fuck that shit, man. <laughs> really? <laughs> because I guess it's like, I think your, well, I've talked about this before on the uh-huh. show, but your mood definitely will depict or influence what you enjoy, right? No, I, I totally agree with that. I think there's different music for different moods. Yeah, so I was I, I was definitely at work. <laughs> but I'm at work when I buy a lot of shit. So I guess that's an indication of like how much vapor am I missing? Because that I was jamming out to that, like fucking rocking out here in my chair. Yeah, man, that's, that's the whole does. album. I mean, I listen to that when I'm at work because my work is like nice and I'm just chilling most of the time. And <laughs> nice. <laughs> and when I'm not doing editing, when I'm editing, I just hate my life, but... It's a uh, nah, dude. It's, it, it's uh, that's a really great album. Another one that came out a little earlier was uh, "Floss in Paradise." Um, oh, dude, I can't remember the title of the album. Uh, Off World, Off World, yeah. And I've been listening to that a lot lately, and that's a freaking just a really dope ass album too. Um, All right, well, check out Pop Culture's record on Business Casual. There's still 45 tapes left if you're into that. And now I guess we'll check out "Heart to Steal." By Flossed in Paradise. Is that yeah, cool? Yeah, let's do that. Let's check her out. Did anyone want to talk about that other music before we jump into this one? I just want to say that Business Casual's January has been so incredible. Yeah. Their lineup is just amazing this month. Oh my God. The Demise of Nanami by um, Nano. Holy crap. That record, man. It's giving me so I, I love the little like Windows 7 skit he does yes. in the start too. Yes. And it matches the album art too. It's so... It's like that crude cut and paste the GeoCities look to it mixed with like 4chan. I don't know, man. I love it. Anyway, okay. I'm really glad that I found out about these guys through the podcast because I don't know if I would have made the the flossed in paradise connection. Mm-hmm. And the longer it would have taken me, the more mad I would have been when I figured it out. <laughs> yeah, I still don't get it. Lost in Paradise. Lost uh, in Paradise. So when right you by. said it, and I was Googling this off, like off world, that's what I was Googling. I spelled it Flossed in Paradise, like the vacation destination from the fifth element. Oh, is that called Flossed in Paradise? Nobody? I, I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so yeah, it's Flossed in, yeah, Flossed in Paradise. Oh, it's, um, I think damn. It's, let, me, let me see how it's spelled. I think it's like F-L-H-O something. Hang on. I know exactly what you're talking about now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, F. H L O S T O N, and that's the the Flossed in Paradise ship was the setting of the all the explosions with and the, craziness from the with film. The, uh, Chris oh, Tucker dude. in there, like doing his radio show. <laughs> right, oh, that movie's amazing, oh, dude. That's a that's give me a the cash. I should watch that again. One of my favorites. That's the give me the cash, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh wait, um, I don't yes. need it. I'm a, I'm a meat popsicle. <laughs> Dang it! I don't need it. So good, man. It's so funny. At the beginning, first thing in that movie, like the guy, he's in front of the guy's like eye hole at the door. Mm-hmm. Is that right? And like he has a picture, he has a hat on that has a picture of his wall, but like you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. So, so that's fucking hilarious. He's trying to use that as a distraction, but he can't see, so he wouldn't know when to shoot. So he ends up just having to talk to the guy when he opens the door. Like, Mm-hmm. There's so much happening in that scene that you have to watch yeah. it multiple times to catch everything that's going on. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. God damn. Brilliant. Too funny. Okay, let's jump into Indie's selection. Oh. So I want to play. Oh, wait. Where were we going to play the oh, track? I'm an idiot. I fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm bad at this. <laughs> Apparently. 
Maybe I need to drink another beer. I need one. I, I I don't have any, and that's why I'm fumbling. Oh, <laughs> I got butterfingers today. All right, we're gonna play "Heart to Steel" by Flossed in Paradise. Yeah, dude, that track is just crazy, and that that whole album is just dope. Really fucking good. God, that's what that's what they're playing in the shopping malls on the Floss and Paradise ship. Oh, is that really? Because you know that there's like, well, no, that's like the that's like the the image that I get is you know there's like an entire shopping deck 
<laughs> oh, you bet, definitely. And that's the that's oh, the that's the pipe. Yeah. Music. Oh my god. Uh, now that you made that connection for me, I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna have to like watch the Fifth Element and listen to this all over again because I'm gonna probably catch all kinds of shit <laughs> and just like make a we lot of connections. Do like a private sweet Fifth Element stream. I was. I was just thinking we should have like oh, a movie so night and just like people just come in and like on Twitch or something. Can we do that? Definitely. Right, just oh, like yes. watch a movie There's, together. There used to be a service called like Rabbit, Rabbit or yeah. Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, Rabbit. That one's down now, but there's a new one. Oh. I'll find it. I forget. I forget yeah. Because freaking. You can also just use VLC as well. Okay. If you're a little advanced. Yeah. Because that'd be but like yeah, really cool dope, to have like a movie song. night and everyone can just yeah. like chat in the comments and stuff. Chat in the comments. Mm-hmm. It'd be super cool. Yeah, let's let's let me write that down here. What's your music? Indie? I pitched it best for last, like a while back, and it just never. We all doing too much out here, yo. Everyone's trying to be got time everything. for everything. <laughs> all right, so uh, yeah, that was "Heart to Steal" by Flossed in Paradise. Very nice, very nice stuff there. And I'm glad the vocals came in. I was like, oh, there could be. A, I wonder if it's gonna drop a little bit and add some some more layers because it certainly had room for it. And mm-hmm. then, bam. It paid off at the perfect, perfect point. I also really like how he extended the choruses of that song. Mm-hmm. Normally, I think it was six bars of it for the chorus instead of four. Or, or that, or I was just so lost. I didn't notice that. <laughs> and in, I just uh, like it. Like, in my mind. I didn't, I didn't even catch that. I got well, that. Ch- listen back later and let me know. <laughs> All right, for sure. <laughs> I'm not usually counting the beat, the bars. <laughs> The, each section yeah, I probably just, should that's I should as a musician you kind of just do it uh, well you're a musician I don't know I do it <laughs> um, alright so you guys may have heard of a little record and you guys have been playing all music that no one knows and now I feel bad I'm like maybe I should have had different choices <laughs> people are gonna know my songs and be like Indy we know this <laughs> what you got so, Hey, so if you know it, then share it with someone who doesn't know it instead of complaining about how you Thank know it. Thank you. There you go. We are, so, we are caring, accessible to all caring. levels of Vaporwave. Yeah. I want to play two songs by Desired, one of my favorite future funk artists. As I've said before on the show, one of the first physical tapes that I got was of his self-titled record. So I want to play um, two songs off of Plastic Whatever, one of his newer, I think it's his newest record, yeah. And this first song is called Neon Maze. And then I'm going to jump into a song he has a little different than what you would expect. And this is why I love Desired, because he just, he has those little subtle things that just make me think of his approach to making this music is so much different than everybody else. Or or just try and think about what he's thinking about when he's making it. So here's the first song, Neon Maze.
one day I was like dancing the entire time. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Desired, right up my alley. If you guys don't know the sample for that song, it's by Miho Yonemitsu, an incredible uh, city pop artist. Kind of late, late city pop, I would guess. I don't even know if it is city pop technically, but it it just gives me that like anime intro vibe, you know, where I'm like, oh, I'm about to watch my show, man. We need to get into it, yo. <laughs> that was bouncy as hell. That was super, yeah, super bouncy. I was really jamming to that. I love that whole record, man. Plastic, whatever. I'm glad I managed to get a tape because I missed it and then I had to buy one off of someone, off of Discogs for a lot more. <laughs> but I got it. So we Gucci. So yeah, that is one of my favorite songs off the record. I don't know. I like almost all the songs. Um, you know, generally it's hard to like every song on a record, I think, especially when the artist is trying to do a lot of different things, which on this record, Desired is definitely going for. Not just that same punchy, future funk, high BPM song every time, you know? Um, So as a way to indicate that to you all here, I'm going to play another one of his songs from that same record called Hotel 1987. Maybe we can talk about why this one's a little bit different. It's Vaporwave, but each time you hear that loop, he adds a tiny bit of future funk or, you know, French touch mm-hmm. elements to it. And by the end, you've got these punchy bit, these punchy drums, this like funky, like groovy, gritty, deep sound. Like, I don't know, I, that shit, I love it. Love it so much. Yeah, it went from like walking on a sunset beach to like Miami nightclub kind of <laughs> right. vibes. Mm. Like walking there, film noir, walking in the rain, sort of. Yeah, I was, I got super film noir vibes from yeah. that. I wonder what the sample was for that. And so, yeah, it's just so, it was such a nice break in the album from that, that high beat stuff. It's like, whoa, we're, we're going on a journey right now. And he's got a couple more songs that aren't quite your standard future funk as well. Some signal wave on there too, which is very cool. Ooh. So, yeah, check it out if you haven't. 
check that album out and Desired in general. He's amazing. And I feel like he, he gets a very, oh, it's got Sailor Moon on it. So it's, you know, kawaii bass beats sort of. Um, but not all the time. So yeah, check her out. Okay, so we got some good old tunes out of the way. Hope everybody that's listening enjoyed those. Um, so now let's dive into some news, a little bit of vapor news we got. Uh, I don't know if anybody heard, but it's very sad. But Asutenki, he said he was going to close shop. I don't know if you guys saw. I saw. It was very sad. I did see. Yeah. Very unfortunate, but. Yeah. Wish him the best of luck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, t- I'm totally out of the loop on this one. Okay, so as, do you know Asutenki? I do not. Okay, so he's a signal wave artist. He's from Canada, and he's been he's if you know if you get to know him, you'll start to fall in love with him. At least many people have. He's been making signal wave for since 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. And he just very distinguished artist. Like no one makes signal wave like he does. He made a 360 song album in 2019. Wow. Impressive. Yeah, definitely. And people that love tapes as well really enjoy his stuff. And it's uh it feels like we've lost a true uh like a, a gem in the community for sure, but someone that was like just doing his own thing and leading creating a place or a, a channel like carving out his own scene sort of for his specific approach and i think that inspired a lot of people to start making more signal wave i think he's definitely an inspiration to people so shouts out to you asutenki i think he's still making tapes um but will no longer be producing music under that name at least so he sent a little email thanks for listening to asutenki throughout the years and even purchasing physicals from the label as I said, Asutenki is concluding its run from 2017. Oh, there we go, 2017 to 2020. Um, he's shutting down Asutenki and its spinoffs. He actually had five or six aliases, and he says from reasons from spanning from lack of motivation to some IRL stuff. So hopefully, we see him back in the scene um, at some point, or at least making music, because you know he, like I said, he is a true. Um, pioneer, I think you could say, in the scene. So, yeah, that's that. <laughs> yeah, I really love that 360 song album. Yeah. It's kind of a shame it'd be so hard to release on a physical format. I know. <laughs> I've seen people talk about it here and there. I wonder if we could get that on 360. And it's like, there's so many very extra variables. Like, okay, well, how many tapes are we going to use? How, what type of tapes are we going to use? How are we going to present it all? It's just, mm-hmm. it's way bigger than just, you know, grab a C60 and let it fly sort of thing. So, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Other news we got, did anyone, and you guys may have seen this if you checked out our run sheet, but uh, maybe a year ago or so, there was a gentleman who created a VR vaporwave space um, that you can join on your internet browser. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, don't I remember if, this. I don't know if I would call it VR like I said um, last time we talked about it because I don't know if you can use a VR headset like mm-hmm. um, you can probably just use Internet Explorer or your the browser that's supported <laughs> well or no Edge sorry not Internet Explorer 
<laughs> no, I'm definitely doing it with Internet Explorer now. <laughs> I don't think it supports it. But yeah, it's, oh, a, funny. it's this fucking crazy place. Like I'm, I clicked it. I don't know if anyone is in there with me right now. Yeah, it's I just, just hopped like in there. The most vaporwave mall. I guess it's a mall. Dude, it's gotten like way, way more interesting I, since the last time I was in I here. I think I've been in this thing before. Yeah. yeah. Was, anyway, the news is it got a huge update since the last time I saw it. So I just wanted to share that with everybody. Yeah, this thing's crazy. It's bigger. like you could spend time here, yo. This is super cool. You can cl- there's TVs everywhere where you can click and then it'll play a video. There's ads. There's posters. There's it looks like like polemical. It's like black and white grid now. I was think it was like the opposite before. Yeah, the grid. Uh, maybe that took up too much um, like bandwidths or something. I don't know. There's quotes all over the place. There's gifts. It's just such a beautiful. So much vaporwave here. Windows uh, ninety five stuff. Uh, what else? I'm just going through. We got, we got some Pepsi shit. We got, you know, you can click songs too. They got Bandcamp links in here. We oh, got nice. Echo Jams. Uh, we got Virtua.zip. I'll try living like this. A whole bunch of, is this a pool? Anyway, I, anyway, I don't want to spend too much time here. We got a <laughs> podcast to do, but everybody check that out. Uh, we will link it. And I don't really know how to, to get, how to say how to get there. Like, Oh, wait, just go to the... Oh, I see. Cool. So it looks like it's CryptoVoxels.com. CryptoVoxels. That's the one, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can play in VR and just in your browser. It's galleries, artists, portals. I should have just read this beforehand. Players can buy land and build, build stores and stuff. I don't know, man. This is amazing. There's a Discord server. Holy crap. There's a lot of people in there too, man. God damn, just, this guy's done a lot since the last time we checked here. There's a there's map. also like amb- ambient music playing when you cook when you connect. Oh yeah, yeah, which is really cool. Damn man, this is so. I love things like this. Like we we're talking about on a previous episode, like to add legitimacy to the scene. Yeah, that was like, like a, this a few is so f- makes it so much bigger. This is like way crazier, bigger Holy now. Holy cow, man! Amazing. Yeah, I'm just gonna get lost if I keep spending time here. So check it out, CryptoVoxels.com. Uh, trying to shout out the creator of the site. I don't see his name anywhere. He Nolan, has a Twitter, actually. I think I follow him. Nolan Consulting Limited, Building Better Worlds. Uh, where's his name? Community Discord. I don't know. Sorry, I couldn't find it faster, Duder. Anyway, moving on. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is a funny topic. I was watching some old films from my childhood recently. Has anybody seen either the film Surf Ninjas or mm. Teenage, Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze? Uh, yes. Secret of the Ooze. Okay. So I imagine most of you would have heard the latter, would have seen the latter. So I just want to talk about those those old movies like from our childhood sort of and how they kind of remind us of that innocence we had when we were young where we believed that these worlds were real sort of um like i thought there were these rats and giant turtles living underground in new york living in a train and there's ooze that could mutate people and all this stuff um it's so like I can't suspend my disbelief like that anymore, no matter how hard I try. Hmm. And I, I think just to relate it to Vaporwave a little bit, that's part of what I get out of Vaporwave. It's like a meditative thing where I can just blast off into that 
world where I'm not critical about, you know, does this fit into my reality or, or not? So I just want to talk about that a little bit. Um, any Anyone have any thoughts? I'm trying to rack my brain right now thinking of movies that have like a whole like kind of a alternate world where there's like crazy magical stuff going on. And that's something I wanted to be a part of. I think for me, it wasn't really movies. It was like video games. Like um, games. Yeah. Like Final Fantasy Tactics was probably like my favorite game growing up. And like, I wanted to live in that whole world. Yeah. It was kind of like medieval nights and stuff, but mixed with that Final Fantasy kind of thing. Like the magic and the chocobos and the moogles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was also going to say games because I feel like I wasn't really allowed to watch a lot of TV and movies as a kid. Mm. Um, sidebar on the Ninja Turtles, my memory of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that's most salient is like, I, I grew up in Eastern Europe for a certain amount of time and I would watch the anime, like the really old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated series, like dubbed in Bulgarian, which was like really <laughs> wow. freaking weird. Yeah, I can um, imagine. And even as a kid, I was like, that's, you know, the voices sound awfully strange. But like, <laughs> I remember so much about that show, but I don't know what anything is called in English. Because oh. I like, I was like, oh yeah, you know, the rat guy that they hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> so you still I don't agree know with, his name? With, with Agnos that like, yeah, games were that, that immersive world where mm-hmm. like, you know, you play Spyro and you've got these like amazing structures and pastel skies. And even yeah, as a kid, Spyro he's was like, who, who built this? <laughs> like, this is cool. Yeah, I want to go to this place. The remaster of Spyro was um, graphically, it was fantastic. It, um, it's so good. I, own I, I I like both of them, like before and after, you know, like the original has, it was, it was, I mean, it was state of the art for its time. Um, and it has a certain aesthetic, but it also felt, especially when you would progress through the levels um, and you were hunting for like one last gem, it would feel yeah. really lonely because um, there was nothing like, you know, you killed everything, you'd freed all the dragons and the, the remaster puts a lot of, it actually looks like things live there. There's like candles in the nooks and crannies and there's books and there's potion bottles and stuff. And it looks like there's like actually things living there. Um, so even if the enemies don't regenerate or whatever, it still feels like you're in an actual place and not just kind of a, a video game level. Wow. That's what I love about Utopian Virtual. It's like a, a creepy version of our reality, sort of. You know, it mm-hmm. looks realistic, but it's just something off about it. It's just I just like want to go there. You know? <laughs> yeah. Everything is nice guys and heard clean. Of- go ahead. Sorry, have you guys heard of a... There's a new game that's out. It's like an indie game. You can just download it straight up. It's not on Steam or anything called No, no Players Online. No Players And the, the whole premise that it's a, it's a game where you're the last player in this uh, long, long abandoned MMO. And it's, oh. it's really cool. So if you if you if y'all like the desolate feel, you know, the Spyro okay. remaster, which is amazing, <laughs> is a little too alive for you. Um, there is that game. I'll put it in. I'll put it in the Discord. That's freaking cool. You know what that reminds me of? Actually, awesome. <laughs> I used to play a uh, World of Warcraft back in the day, and um, and I was one of those people that would like try to break the game and like get out of boundaries and try to like go and travel and move to different places where you're not supposed to go to. And so mm-hmm. I remember. Checking out like all like the northern parts of like this one continent, and there's just nothing there. It's just like trees and buildings, but there's no players, and it was just like super creepy because it's like yeah. all this like rendered and created material, and then there's like random pits because they're not finished. <laughs> it was it had a very like kind <laughs> of like like it was very sterile. I guess is the word I'm looking for. 
Mm-hmm. But it was like really weird because nobody was actually yeah, playing sterile. in those areas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So your memory is like, whoa, man, did a bomb go off here? What happened? Yeah, right? It's like, what happened mm-hmm. to everybody? <laughs> it was very yeah. surreal and weird, weird feeling. Mm-hmm. So just going back to this no players online thing, this looks so awesome. I'm just at the website and right at the top it says, you find a dusty VH, VH, VHS tape. On the side is written, capture the flag project footage, uh, 1986, whatever. You decide to put it into the player and then it just, you know, it sets up the world sort of, right? Yep. I, I have questions about why it's a VHS tape, but it's, uh, the website's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. No players online. I will definitely check it out. It looks like a shooter too, right? So not that I know what you'd be shooting, but yeah, I, I might go, I might go play it later today. I have it. I just haven't mm. sat down. <laughs> True. Okay. Going back to what Agnes said about ba- like escaping boundaries, I think there's a YouTube channel or something where I don't remember what it's called, but they just take different games and like take the camera and like pack it to where they can fly around freely and they just like clip out of bounds and like show you what's mm-hmm. behind the scenes. And it's really cool to see like oh yeah, you know, the, the whole like world that people have meticulously built and then having them just basically like show you behind the curtain and like tear away that like that reality that they've created and you see how like weird everything looks from from behind and like it's, it's really cool effect. stuff that's just like hanging around the other side <laughs> yeah that they didn't bother deleting they just put a bush or a wall or a hill behind it sort of yeah that is really cool i forget what the youtube channel for that was if you find it let us know so i can link it yeah yeah it just uh like you were saying it makes it so much more creepy and removes that nostalgia well maybe you didn't say that but it changes your nostalgia for it a little bit. And not that you can't remember that old version of the nostalgia, but it's like you get to deconstruct how it was made sort of and just the the physics behind all the games. And the yeah, It's like what you said about Utopia Virtual. Like it's all perfectly constructed, but it's, it's, it's flat really. It's, it's a shallow reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that channel? We'll have to find it. Anybody that knows, shout out to you. Um, so we got another piece of news here from, I think this was a couple weeks ago. So internet club, and I don't know if you guys know, he has a side project, um, called insight net project. And there was a mini disc put out under the project on fish print ink, fish prints, inc.bandcamp.com. And it's very cool. Very different type of project. Um, emulators this is from the year the year's art form 2099 so it's a futuristic take on things so if you want to check that out everybody you certainly can i definitely like the record a lot anybody heard that here Mm, i haven't no okay well let's play a track from it then if you guys don't mind
so calming. It's very relaxing, very peaceful. Very chill. I love Internet Club. I don't know if he wants people to know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I know, but yeah, anyway, check it out. Uh, there were 15 mini discs, they're all gone, but he might be releasing some more or some more music underneath this new name, Insight Net Project. Check it out. All right, um, that's pretty much all the news I have. There's definitely a lot more news, but can't cover everything. I've already been here for over an hour, so let's get into our main topic for the day. Um, it's an art, a discussion topic about an article I found called, It's Been 10 Years, Do We Still Know What Vaporwave Is? So it's a very interesting article I found, at least. I think some of you may have had a chance to read it. It's not, you didn't have to read it, but if you did, awesome. Um, so I just want to read a quote from that article and then have, just have us talk about it a little bit and get people's thoughts. So as you can tell, the, the article's questioning, you know, what exactly is Vaporwave or, and how has it changed over the past 10 years or so? Um, the writer at a certain point, and he's a vaporwave producer as well. His name is Apollo Trevent. Um, he's producing, he's been producing music since 2013 and says he's seen the growth of vaporwave over the years and how it's changed day to day. And is, he had a sort of revelation when he finally, you know, how we're all trying to figure out what vaporwave is exactly, what it means to us, why we listen to it um, in our own way so he thought he finally figured it out and what he says is vaporwave is music that creates attachment to a vaguely presented narrative as if it was being experienced as a memory do you guys agree with that i want to what do you think yeah i would i would agree with that why well you know because that's like what we said earlier where vaporwave is all music that's not future funk Mm -hmm, true (laughs) But even then, like people like sometimes still associate future funk with vaporwave, even though it's kind of like its own thing now. But like the thing that kind of puts it all together is that it's all nostalgic in some way. And the music that we listen to, the stuff that we grew up with, nobody grew up exactly the same way. But people consume different media as kids. Some people was movies. Some people was video games. Some people was just ridiculous '90s internet culture, like me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of what we want to put together to make our own vaporwave creation. So I, yeah. I think vaporwave is so much more than just music and art. Mm-hmm. You know, I forget who said this, but someone on Twitter was mentioning how whenever they create a song, uh, it's not really about the music for them. It's them processing some memory they have and they're trying to convert that into a more like into art, just like people, I guess, paint stuff that mm-hmm. they, that, uh, that that was kind of an interesting take on it, and I think a lot of people were agreeing with them in the comments that like when they're making a song, they're really just taking a memory and giving it a more like a more like processable form. Uh, and so this this quote that uh, vaporwave being music that creates a narrative of a memory kind of might actually just be the way that people make it. You know, mm-hmm. not the, that they're intentionally doing that uh, yeah. even, but just that's how they're how they're creating the songs. Hmm. I, I kind of think it's like um, in America when everybody had uh, Saturday morning cartoons in that if you were born <laughs> yeah. in that magical, you know, everybody had their Saturday morning cartoon schedule, their ritual, their favorite cereal. And it was, you know, you would 
you had your thing and that was completely your own and it sort of forged all of those core memories. And you could go with your friends and share like, oh, you know, they watched the same shows, they had the same tastes in entertainment or whatever. But ultimately that Saturday morning ritual was like your own. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the vaporwave that I'm attracted to personally to listen to is kind of when, when I feel like people are sort of broadcasting like they they put their saturday morning rituals or their whatever rituals into like this is the album kind of like you know buffy wave um sure everybody had their depending on your market you know your tuesday night ritual seven o'clock sit down and watch buffy um and it's an experience that you can share with people that you've never met and that's the thing about vaporwave that really is kind of at the core for me because it'll it it's like these threads that connect people who um through you know different medias different samples whatever they choose to do um, pretty much internationally. Like there's no boundaries to um, some of the entertainment that people had access to and they can connect based on that kind of inspiration. Yeah. I, I would agree. And there was there was this moment where it was the first time people were connecting across a great distance over shared media, um, which is why we have a different nostalgia for the 90s than the than the nostalgia about the 2010s that we're you know we're gonna see in the future when that generation becomes of age to mm-hmm. to make weird indie content but what <laughs> i would say about the the article is that any definition of vaporwave that leaves out the the visual element the like the aesthetics tm which i don't want to i don't want to get too much into <laughs> vaporwave buzzwords but if you leave out the the visual element the immersive element it's it's a bit lost on me as a definition. Mm-hmm. It's like they've missed the point. Interesting. Yeah, some of my favorite music sort of visual makes me visualize scenes yeah. or sets. So that's yeah. yeah, aesthetics are buzzwordy, but they are very important mm-hmm. to the whole experience. Or think about the work that every vaporwave artist, at least that I I interact with, puts into like the look of their album. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the satisfaction of out, like outdated as hell media, like a mini disc, um, that's just not captured in, in this piece. Mm. And I think because of that, it sort of like approaches the point and then just drives you right by it. Yeah. Speaking of mini discs, mini disc days coming up just to celebrate our fellow mini disc fans like me. Um, sorry to derail the conversation. (laughs) For the record, I do like mini discs. I they, I just nice. said outdated because they are, but I, I <laughs> own several and I really like them. For sure. <laughs> well, I um, thank you for all of your input on that discussion topic. It was a bit of a trick question, actually, though, because and if you've read the article, you would know. But after he, the writer, the author, came to that realization. Uh, he had a he made a Reddit post, got information from everybody, right, left, and center, on what they thought vaporwave was, similar to I know how we just had a little conversation, and then he re he revisits the idea actually, the one I mentioned, um, you know how it's excuse me, attachment to vaguely presented narrative as if it's being experienced as a memory, and what he now says, and I think it's more, uh, let me just read it. I had consumed almost the entire lifespan of a genre and had morphed my way of interpreting it. I saw media through the genre's lens and now I tried it. Oh, sorry. And now that I tried to ex- extrapolate what made your brain feel a certain way for it, I only could see, I could, I could only see it through a personalized language, my language, my interpretation of what vaporwave offers me. 
And it made me realize that this is not exclusive to me. It is why everybody, everyone, while having their own definition of vaporwave, still felt what vaporwave was. They had their own language to translate vaporwave that was uh, created through consuming vaporwave and more of it. Vaporwave is vaporwave. And then new vaporwave is, is consumed. And then the language is updated, and then it keeps going until the heat of death of the universe. (laughs) This keeps true to itself while also being forever expanding. It's what makes it understandable by anyone once they learn their first lesson. That's what makes Vaporwave Vaporwave for you and for me. That's it. Love it. Cool. That's an interesting revision. We're going to be here longer than Cher. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I really like how he revisited it and let us know because he... I think he's right in both of his in his writings, like his his when he made his discovery. I guess you could say because in that the second thing he says. Sorry, I'm messing up my words here, but that it's it's an ongoing thing that continues evolving. So it's not surprising and almost a breath of relief, almost that he his own perspective evolved or his own. Um, definition, I guess you could say, right? It's more inclusive and it allows for subjectivity. So I guess it's discovery. It's the discovery of there isn't really a true answer to that question. I generally really respect people who can mindfully revise their opinions mm-hmm. and not be like bombastic. So good, good, good for this guy. Yeah, exactly. Or, or lady, I don't know. Yeah. Apollo Trevent. And the article is on Medium. And we will link it. It's called Spin 10 Years. Do we still know what Vaporwave is? I, I think this is a good time to bring in uh, Tweet Vapor actually made this week. Where oh, he says, it. I'm going to maintain that Vaporwave is an arts movement at this point and analogous to punk. The rules are made up and the genre doesn't matter. Oh, wow. That tweet didn't wow. get a lot of attention, but honestly, I like I, that. I think that resonates. It was really, nah. yeah, I've been thinking about it all week. It's funny because I've heard this multiple times in the past that people compare Vaporwave as like the punk for millennials. <laughs> it's true. It's like, I remember when Trump got elected, I was like, yo, punk's coming back. <laughs> but I think sometimes Vaporwave is just cyberpunk 2.0. It really, it, yeah, it. yeah, it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we're all too tired for punk to come back. I mean, the undercurrent of punk is like anger. It's this rage. It's yeah. Like, like can I can I curse? I don't know. But oh, like, yeah, yes. gosh darn Please. it! Why are like okay? Fuck! Why are things this way? <laughs> um, we we just take pot shots at record labels from our computers and jam out in our chairs. Right. I, I think <laughs> we're all we're all just kind of we're bloody tired. We're all working multiple jobs, or maybe we can't find a job. And vaporwave is a much better genre for an exhausted group of people than punk mm, is. True. <laughs> There's also so much uh, like stimulation these days. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're so angry, but we have work in the morning. And we got tweets, 100%, we got yeah. tweets to read. <laughs> it's like, I'm frustrated, but life doesn't stop. And I can't just go squat in a decrepit house and learn how to play bass. Like, that's just not... <laughs> Sorry. As not, appealing not, as that sounds. Yeah. I know, it sounds great on paper, but in practice, like, uh, I don't mm-hmm. do so well in the cold. I get yeah. cold. <laughs> I have rent to pay. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, res- respect to, to the the remaining musicians who embody like the punk lifestyle and keep making music. For sure. You know, that's why most of them came out of Southern California where you could Mm -hmm. stay in a warehouse over the winter and not die. Yeah. I don't know how new like East coast punks did it. Cause you know, like black flags, they're they're a DC Mm -hmm. band. So how like huddle together in the cold. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, thanks, guys, for coming on the show. We've gone through all of my discussion topics and news and music. So uh, I'll, I'm going to give the floor to you guys. Do you have anything you want to talk about before we go? Or any music you want to play? Let's get into that. Uh, I just want to like shout out to Pacific Plaza and Data Girl because um, they dropped a Data Girl remix compilation with all the remixes last week. Yeah. And then they announced the winners on the podcast earlier this week, which was fucking super dope. You should definitely check it out. I'm really excited. I think Eventual Affinity is going to be coming up in the next episode. So if you like our podcast, you should check out their podcast. Mm-hmm. Pacific Plaza is just so busy. They've got their label and they've got that podcast and they're always doing like live shows. I feel like they're always DJing something too. It's really cool. Shouts out to Alex. Can't wait to see you. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming to Essential, which you should come to too. What about you, Cerelia? Um, Ognos actually stole my idea. I was, he got in there before me. Um, cause I was also <laughs> super excited about the Heaven Cry remix <laughs> album. Um, it's so, so good. <laughs> I have nothing. Shout out to my my Vapor Disciples, Drax and Wolf, who are doing very well. I'm very proud of you guys. Um, Future Funk is a great vector for getting people into Vaporwave that you that think that they're not going to enjoy Vaporwave. Um, if you want to spread the word, start with Future Funk and let them go from there. That's my recommendation. Nice. DJ Mon? Yeah, um, just some things that I've been looking at this week. Uh, Zero, uh, the dark ambient producer, posted this um there's a subreddit called r slash retro cgi that i think is around for a few years now but it's got all these cool like well exactly what you this think retro cgi posts mm-hmm. of uh, both modern and i believe uh like old just old stuff people have found oh um, but it's it's not very active uh anymore the mods actually asked him to start posting there but i think the majority of the posts just come from uh zero and like one other guy. Uh, so it's, it's a really cool community with some really great art, but, uh, just it's, I just don't, you know, it needs more visibility. Like if anyone's listening and you make retro CGI, like vaporwave kind of stuff, go post it there. It's a good way to get your, expand your audience. Probably. Sure. I feel like there's, I'm thinking of so many pieces of vaporwave art that would be appropriate for that. These are awesome. Oh my God. Just go post them all there. What, is, what was it? Retro CGI. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Killer. Anything else, DJ Non? That's kind of the, the big stuff I got. Um, other than that, music that I've been listening to lately, A Hero's new album that he's got on pre-order is really cool. Uh, Data Girl did the art, which would probably mm-hmm. fit really well on that subreddit. Definitely. Uh, mm. Data yeah. Girl's art is just I think amazing. This is like... I would describe this as like the album I wanted to hear a hero make. Like I heard his first two albums and, and enjoyed them. But like, I, this is like the direction that his sound, uh, like I always hoped his sound would go. So it's a really cool album. I think it's, it's better than what he's put out in the past. So if you liked what he put out in the past, like go check it out. It's, it's sweet. And it's got a really nice cassette too. That album art is so good. Shouts out to data girl for that. I can't wait to see, because it's a pre-order, so the whole record isn't out yet. So I want to hear that whole record for sure. Am I wrong? Is that record out? It's not out, right? No, it comes actually comes out the same day as that concert I mentioned. Uh, okay. Body Cruise, mm. February 7th. Nice. Just plug nice, that nice. one more time. Nice. All right. And Vapor Kitty. 
I don't have any more music to play for now, but I am working on a new album. It's called Atlantis. Nice. I don't have a release date figured out yet, but let's say like March-ish. Cool. Um, it'll be, it's still at a stage where I don't know if it'll be like a lot like Demo Disc or really different than Demo Disc. The, the base samples I'm working off of are very different from Demo Discs. Um, so it's all about how I how I end up manipulating them and finalizing them. And uh, I would like to give a big shout out to Neon95 and the Dream Museum Records label because they reached out to me when I had two or three tracks out and said like, hey, can you make an album for us? And I thought it was a joke because oh. I had just... I just, well, I just uploaded Crockwave to yeah. Spotify and I was getting <laughs> a little bit of interest, which was nice. And for someone to DM me and be like, hey, I'm a label... Do you want to do something real or as real as, as Vaporwave gets? Um, that was that was really cool. I, I actually made Crockwave as kind of a joke because oh, I, love I was like, <laughs> well, it, this doesn't exist. I thought like, oh, Crockwave must exist. So I started Googling like someone must have made this like Glover Wave exists here. This whole this whole gamut of Nintendo based sample Vaporwave um, is already out there. So Crockwave must exist. It didn't. So. <laughs> Um, and I'm pretty good at learning software. So I was like, why don't I make some? How funny would that be? And nice. The rest just happened. Awesome. That's how the best Vaporwave album start is. Why isn't this <laughs> yeah. here? It must be. And like, I will make it here. If only one person cares, like one other person across the world hears about it, it's going to make their week. And that's all that matters. Right. And th- that was the whole idea. You know, I've talked about Croc on this show before. Nobody knew what it was. And I think I talked about it again. Someone else knew who it was. You think Croc at like at the time it was one of the first fully 3D rendered games? Yeah, on PS1. That's exactly yeah. right. It's a great game. Play it. it. Check it out. It's, it's like it's so a good. shitty Spyro. It combines, I would say, the best elements of Spyro and Crash Bandicoot, because you do have mm-hmm. the like island level mechanic. Right. Um, but then you've got like the gem collecting fun, and it's like it's I don't know, it's cute. Mm-hmm. Pretty cute game. <laughs> I really liked it. I missed out on that thought. I have to look that up. It sounds fantastic yeah it's dope. just watch a very soothing playthrough on youtube yeah <laughs> word okay thanks everybody uh so where where do people find you guys i guess vapor katie we we're just talking about you and your music where do people go for that and where can they find you i mainly live on twitter but i'm also vapor Kitty on spotify and bandcamp i will i'll be adding i, I have some collab tracks one came out on sega city uh, earlier this month, and I have a collab track coming on the Winter Quilt Remixes album. So I'll nice once those nice. are once those are good, I'll include those on my Spotify and Bandcamp. But yeah, at Vapor Kitte, K I T T E H. You're on Spotify. I'm not on Spotify. Oh, <laughs> did I say Spotify? You did. I think so. <gasps> I was looking I'm sorry. for you right now. No, SoundCloud and Bandcamp. SoundCloud. SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Sorry. I was just like looking at Spotify. And I was then... like, oh, Spotify. I need to no add I, like try to add literally no, every no. Vaporwave artist on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> SoundCloud and Bandcamp, y'all. Yeah. Great. Thank you. What about you, DJ Nos? Non fuckball. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so I've got a webpage on kbrx.org. For my show that has uh, every episode and with uploaded with the playlists and everything. And it's also got links to my Twitter, the podcast, my band camp and all that. So um, I've got a nice short link for it. Bit.ly slash Lux dash FM. 
And that'll just take you to the show page and you can find everything else from there. Sweet. Epic. And what about uh, like Twitter? If people want to talk to you directly. At DJ underscore N-O-N-N is my handle. Awesome. Thank you, sir. And Sorelia. I am Sorelia Deluxe on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Sorelia underscore D will usually get you far enough and it'll be me. You'll see the, the little Pepsi killer whale icon and that's me. Okay, Agnos. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Agnos Music. Great. Google Agnos. I'll show up everywhere else. Yeah, that's a very distinguished name. All right, guys. Thanks for coming on once again. Um, just to go through everything before we go, check out our website, privatesweetmag.com. You can check out our Patreon as well. We have issue um, 11 coming out soon. So if you'd like to sign up for that and get a physical copy of the magazine, please do before... Uh, January 29th, I believe. So you have a few more days. Um, we also have YouTube. You can check out our videos there. We have mu- new music videos coming up, interviews, um, live sets of Vaporwave shows, and all kinds of cool stuff. Private Sweet Mag on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And if you'd like to leave us a voicemail on the podcast, you can call in and say what's up. You can call 412-44-VAPOR. That's 41244-VAPOR. Oh, and don't forget to back up your shit. Back up your hard drives. <laughs> back up your hard drives, everybody. Put it on the cloud. If yeah. you only have two copies, it's not a backup. We had a, we had a disaster in the studio this week. Uh, one of the hard drives failed. And no. They had, luckily, all of the projects saved, but they didn't back up the system drive. So we have to reinstall all the software and plugins, and it's going to take for fucking ever. Oh, that's a while. And that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> some, that's hard to back up too. What you yeah, should, it's oh super yeah, annoying. and, and uh, <laughs> Pony couldn't be here today, so I had to to do his outro for him. I hope he forgives me. Um, <laughs> but check out a piece of software called Macrium Reflect. That's Macrium Reflect, and what it will do is very easily create an image of your C drive on your computer into a file. And then you put that file somewhere on an external drive or something, and then wait until you're fucking windows crashes and then just boot into a usb stick with macrium reflect on it they'll show you how to make a very simple usb a bootable usb you throw that shit in your computer you pick you plug in your external drive with the image on it you double click that shit and it'll load up your windows just like it was when you made that image so i highly recommend that it saved me several times since i started doing it all right the the finality with which you say Wait until Windows crashes. <laughs> yeah, just wait. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It really means a lot to me. I know um, it was a little last minute with getting everything together. So thank you for bearing with me. Thanks, Izzy. It's been great. Thank you for having me on. It was a blast. Anytime. Let's do it again. We'll hope to have you guys <laughs> on again here and there, sprinkled throughout. And um, yeah. Be well, and we'll talk to everybody soon. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Later, everyone.
Thanks for listening to the Private Suite Podcast.